It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Oh, welcome into the program on a Monday. It's a be- it's kind of a stuffy, hot Monday. It's real nice for a few days, but apart- we had a little bit of rain and nastiness last night. Douglas, did you uh, get to en- a chance to enjoy any of that storm action that was going on last Boy, night? Boy, I heard some noise out there. I tell you what, it made me it made me a little uneasy in my sleeping. So I'm, I've got a great show today. We we're going to be cut a little short today, Douglas, because they got some exciting stuff going on locally here. That's got, certainly the case. They've got. Uh, the District 5, 11- and 12-year-old Little League uh, little league baseball game tonight that they got Matt Dennison's out there covering. And I think the pregame starts shortly after a short break after my show. But i got to cut one segment short today. But that's okay because I've got a lot of fun in the other two segments. i got two special guests with me tonight are going to be with us here in just a moment. I'm going to have uh, Holly Weiler. She's the uh, first mate of Fort Castle, which is a huge musical event locally here. And it's also got some – it's definitely getting some national – recognition too. She's going to be on the line here in just a second with us. And then in the second segment, we're going to talk with uh, Michelle Lesko. She's called the Cardboard Shell. She's one of the competitive eaters that was up at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And uh, this this girl can put away some food, Douglas. So you'll be you'll be amazed to hear some of her uh, statistics. So. Stunned. <laughs> I'm telling you so. But with uh, without further ado, we're going to go right to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. Uh, we've got Holly Weiler on the line with us. Holly, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm probably a little more ra- relaxed right now than what you are. We got a something going on this weekend uh, for you, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody's been downtown, but if you have, you've certainly noticed all the buzz and commotion at Waterfront Park. Uh, we've uh, we're already well into our site build to create the magic that is Forecastle Festival. So uh, it's we're certain, uh, we're hard at work. It's certain, yeah, well, and it's it's not something that just started a couple weeks ago. This is something that goes on the, the whole year, basically. You start the planning for the next year shortly after the, the the previous one, don't you? Oh, definitely. We, uh, every year we recap the, the year's festival and start planning right in August. So we, we don't skip a beat. We don't take any time off. We, uh, we learn from, from our experiences and move right ahead. It's, I'll tell you what, and every, and every year you, you, you guys kind of put, you put new things in play. We'll talk about that here in a little bit too. And and uh, it just seems to get like a little bit more organized every year. You guys get you're kind of uh, veterans now. How long has the forecastle been going on? I know it's been a this, while. This is actually the twelfth festival. We've been doing it for thirteen years. We did take one year off and do a halfway event a few years back. Um, but this is our our thirteenth year, if you can believe it. Um, but know. this is we've been on the waterfront in waterfront park since two thousand ten. So that was really a lot of when a lot of people uh, locally and, and nationally really started to take note because we really expanded. And we've continued to expand. Uh, last year we had about 60,000 people at the festival, and we're expecting somewhere between sixty-five and 75,000 this weekend. Oh, that's that's great. And, you know, I heard yesterday some, somewhere in the neighborhood of upwards of $12 million is additional revenue to the city because of the festival, which is, you know, nobody's going to turn you all away when it's happening like that, you know. Definitely. Last year, we did a $14.1 million economic impact on the city of Louisville, and that doesn't count um, any of the economic impacts in southern Indiana or the surrounding counties of Louisville. That's just in Louisville Metro, so we know that it's actually a lot bigger than that, and we know that as the festival continues to grow, that number continues to grow. Uh, We love this area. We are so excited to be a part of this community, and we're excited that 
we've built to a level now to where we can really give back to all the local businesses and people that really make this town what it is. Yeah, and it's probably all sort of like a snowball effect. You know, the the more you do it, the better it gets. The easier it is for you to get talent to come and perform. You know, it's got it, it like every year you've got you know top of the line lineups. Uh, this year, this year is no exception to that. Um, and like you, I like the it's the it's a three day festival for those who don't know, and it's the sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, or seventeenth. It's it's the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth this year. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday of this coming weekend. This weekend. Um, we have Outcast, Jack White, Beck, The Replacements, uh, a big long list of about 60 acts, um, national, local, regional acts, um, as well as a great opportunity for bourbon and local beer and crafts and all kinds of fun stuff planned. Yeah, tell me a little bit about this. I, I was reading on, uh, on, the, on the social webs, as I call them, I, I was reading about this bourbon tent or bourbon. Tell me a little bit about this. Well, it's the Bourbon Lodge, so I'm going to need you to get it right. Uh, the bur- okay. <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I say, <laughs> Bourbon Tent? I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> the Bourbon Lodge, it, we call it our fourth headliner. Um, it's an equal of equal importance to the festival as the music is. Uh, we work with the Kentucky Distillers Association, and we bring in oodles and oodles of bourbon. I think we have about 25 different kinds of bourbons, including some rare bourbons uh, that you may not even be able to find in the stores. Everybody can come in, assuming you're 21, uh, get us uh, different samples of all the different bourbons that you're interested in trying. We even have fireside chats where you can sit down and kind of talk in an intimate setting with some of the master distillers and brand representatives about what nice. makes bourbon unique. Um, how it's different from other distilled spirits and other whiskeys even, and uh, what what it is that makes Kentucky so unique that it became the spirit of Kentucky. And let me ask you a question, sort of uh, back to the to the artists. You personally, who are this particular year? Who are you real excited? I mean, I know I know there's a lot of acts that you're interested in, like we all are. But who are you really really stoked about seeing this year? Well, unfortunately, I don't get to see a whole lot because I'm too busy wrangling you media people, <laughs> which is which is an experience in and of your, itself, I can assure you. But I'm really excited to see Outcast. I think it's, uh, at this point, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I hope to catch a few minutes of Band of Horses as well because they're some good friends of ours, and it's, it's always a treat to see Ben and his, and his band play, so... Always excited to see Band of Horses as well. Yeah, I was. But the lineup is deep, so it, there's a lot of great, great things. It, it really is, and it's it's the, the thing that's so in, intriguing to me about the festival. Last year, um, the I was I was turned on to by new acts that I had never really you know had much exposure to, and, and again this year hopefully uh, it, it, it's a divert. It's not one specific genre of music. It's just so many different genres, and and that's what makes it such an interesting festival uh, compared to some of the ones that are more theme-oriented, you know? Definitely. I mean, one of the things that I think unique about Forecastle is we've always been a festival that kind of anyone can come to and enjoy. Um, you know, you think of having a specific target market, but while most of our fans do kind of hit that 25 to 35 zone, we have young and old fans that are loyal to Forecastle come every year. And I think it is because we make a mix of things that are more mainstream and things that are newly discovered, things that have, you know, some Kentucky roots with bluegrass and country, but also, uh, you know, hip-hop and stuff like that. So we try to keep a mix, make it make sense. You don't want it to be too disjointed. Now, are you um, doing um, you doing the three? You have uh, 
three different stages or is there four altogether? Uh, we have four stages. Okay. Um, so there's uh, two two large stages and two smaller stages. Boom and um, mast, is that those two? Boom yeah, and the, mast. the mast stage is your main stage on the Great Lawn. And then you have the boom stage, the port stage, and the ocean stage. There you go. And the one there's one like like towards the top on the on the street side there that's a, a sort of underneath the overpass that they last year that's there, the ocean, the ocean okay, stage it's where we have all the um, a lot of the electronic music yeah that's, and a lot of the hip hop is going to be there that's always the dance stage I'll tell you what the, the kids stage. the kids they they uh, they love that electronica stuff these days don't they. I, I was definitely. I was I was actually behind the stage last year uh, at the at the ocean stage and um, they were just they were just nonstop to the beat the whole time you know they're all sweating oh, it's yeah. like man I I'm, I'm getting a little old uh, I I appreciate <laughs> the music but I can't I don't know that I can keep up the for a, for a whole a whole set but uh, yeah I was uh, I was really impressed last year with Grace Potter and and then followed, oh, yeah. followed up by um, of course uh, Robert Plant which was cut a little short. But um, those two back to back, and then followed up by uh, the Avid Brothers. It was a pretty interesting three way there towards the end on Sunday. Um, oh, definitely. I don't think there was a man in the crowd that wasn't uh, captivated, to say the least, by Grace Potter and her robe. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, <laughs> it was it's, it was quite a talking point. Any 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 female that's that good and that talented musically, uh, it's like I don't even like <laughs> I, that was an afterthought was the actual robe. Although it was <laughs> it was intriguing because you know she she had that that skin colored thing underneath it. To, so the the question mark was whether she was naked in fact or not. You know. <laughs> and everybody was wondering, but uh, no, she's. Uh, I, I I had never really saw her before. Our friends, our mutual friends in Houndmouth, uh, went out on tour with her a couple of gigs uh, last mm-hmm. year, and I didn't. I heard a couple of her songs, but I had no idea. And she was. Uh, she was one of the eye openers that seems to pop up every festival. You know, you got one or two that that everybody's kind of the the buzz band of the of the Forecastle Festival. You know. So Definitely. who knows who that might be this year, but uh, I'm excited to see Beck. Uh, he's I've never seen Beck. I don't know whether you have or not, but uh, no, I ha- well actually that's not true. I did see him at Bonnaroo in about ten years ago. I saw him at Bonnaroo. It's hard to believe um, that he's been. It's, it's hard to believe he's been around for almost twenty. Yeah, isn't I know. that isn't that it's, ridiculous? It's crazy, and he's he's just one of those like seminal acts that just he continues to reinvent himself. He continues to make impeccable music. Um, I think he's honestly one of the best uh, songwriting talents out there today. I, I, so, I, I agree. Uh, I think I, he'll give a good show to Louisville for sure. And I've heard everybody who's ever seen him, even if it was like I, I've heard he's done some mellow shows, he's done some more upbeat shows, and uh, everybody that's seen any either or has always said it's been a great show. So uh, that's that's really exciting. That's that kind of winds down. He seems like the perfect fit for Sunday night. I think the guys found you guys found the kind of right spot. Who's uh, how do you how do you figure out that? Is it based on their schedules, or do you guys kind of say, hey, we'd rather have Outcast play on Friday, or uh, is there some of it? I mean, you know, some of it, it kind of goes both ways. Some of it is kind of us curating it and figuring out, you know, what's going to fit best what day. Some of it involves their schedules. Um, it just, you know, it just really kind of depends on on where they're coming from, where they're going, and um, and the, you know, kind of the vibe that we want to give. You know, usually. Friday night has historically kind of been our our more dancey kind of 
exciting. You know, everybody's ready to come out of the gates. Uh, <laughs> go, go, go really full excited speed. on Friday. Yeah. Saturday is traditionally our rock and roll night. Um, you know, with last year we had the Black Keys. The year before we had Mount Morning Jacket. So we have always a strong rock presence on Saturday. Um, and then Sunday tends to be something a little more mellow because by Sunday people are tired. Uh, they've been they've <laughs> he, been imbibing all weekend and. Uh, you yeah. know, they want to just chill out on Sunday. So even, there, there's a little bit of method to that mess. Even the young kids are, are tired by then, so. Yes, even the, <laughs> even the young ones that are dancing on the, at the Ocean State <laughs> oh, yeah, right. by Sunday look like they're ready to just take a nap. <laughs> uh, exactly. So that's uh, one of my questions I was going to ask you. Like, so, okay, so after Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, this whole week is probably very anxious for you and, you know, somewhat stressful, and I'm sure it's got its peaks and valleys, but... Sunday night after it's all said and done, is that like, is that like the ultimate crash out? Is that, well, is, I wish, uh, I wish if we didn't have to go back on Monday and clean it all up. Oh, <laughs> Monday, you, Monday you, is the hardest day of all because then we got to go clean up the mess and get everything back to the way it was before. But Sunday night is always a joyous night. We usually have a little staff party and uh, everybody, you know, gets to, you know, tip their hats <laughs> there to, you go. to the weekend and to the accomplishment because. We have a huge team of people from Louisville, from Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, and beyond that come in from all over the country to work on Forecastle. They work on it year-round. Um, so Sunday is definitely a culmination of that. And uh, by the time the headliners come on, we're at a, a crossroads between wanting to fall over and wanting to, uh, <laughs> yeah. and wanting to choke, uh, toast. Some champagne. So, <laughs> <Again>, <laughs> got to find that balance. <laughs> again, my guest is Holly Weiler from the Forecastle Festival. She's the first mate of the Forecastle Festival. We're just chatting about this weekend's activities. Uh, first thing kicks off uh, Friday at uh, noon, 1. That's correct. So, uh, and then goes all the way until, I think last year was about 10, 30, 11, until the Abbott Brothers were finished, wasn't it? Yeah, it'll be Sunday, um, Sunday around 11. Uh, we open at noon every day, and uh, we'll, music will go until about 11, 11.30. And, uh, of course, though, after, if you're it's 11.30 and you're not ready to go home yet, uh, we have a full slate of after parties um, taking place down throughout downtown. And Is it on the uh, Bell again? Headliners. This... We, have, we have one on the Bell. We have one at Mercury Ballroom. We have a couple at Headliners, um, all different genres of music, all different types of opportunities. Um, and you know, those start after the festival ends. It's such so, a neat uh, time to be involved in any kind of music or media in this city. There's so much going on, and it's such a nice circle of, of people that the kids from Production Simple, they got they got the Mercury Ballroom and all that stuff. So there's several different venues. And then, of course, you guys are kind of the, you guys are on the top of the heap with the, the, the big festival this time of year. It's just a really good time to be a I guess we call ourselves Louisvillians. Is that how that mm -hmm. works? So, are you guys? Are you from? Definitely. Are you from Holly? Are you from this area? Or are you? Are oh, you, absolutely! Yeah, grew up in the Highlands. So you're a native. I got it. I'm a native. Oh, you're an assumption. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm from a small town, and I was. I've been uh, talked to a, a couple folks that are local about this. It's like there's private schools for the girls and guys here. It's, it, it's a lot more prevalent here than it is where I come from. Like it's small, you know. It's oh, like yeah. one it's school. Kind of it's, thing here. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I don't know why. It's really, it is. It's really kind of clicky like that. So, um, on a couple different side notes here, do, do you have to deal with this traffic at all? This, it, what's the Second Street Bridge going to do? Is this going to, is this a huge problem for the forecastle coming and going? Or, 
I don't think so. I mean, you know, it's it definitely has a, a, an impact on rush hour traffic. So if people are coming down, we want to recommend that they come when gates open or, or soon thereafter so that you don't have to come at rush hour um, and fight rush hour traffic. All, obviously, on Saturday and Sunday, that won't be as much of an issue. So I don't foresee it being a problem. Um, but always, you know, as always, just plan a little extra time. Um, yeah, you, uh, I mean, there's that's... no bath games this weekend, so there should be oh, plenty of uh, parking plenty too. Of parking. Nice, that's so that's always a concern. Be a, nice, a nice change. Uh, and is there anything in particular that's new this year or different this year that the folks need to know about as far as getting in and out or anything like that? Any different rule or changes or anything like that? I mean, definitely a lot of the rules are the same, but you'll definitely want to get on forecastlefest.com. There you go. Check out our FAQ page, um, which will tell you everything you can bring, everything you can't bring, when to come, where to go. All the details are there, forecastlefest.com. Um, and then, of course, uh, we have an app, a mobile app that is available on Apple and Android um, that will send you post push notifications if anything changed. It has a great map as well as a schedule. You can actually make your I, I own wanted schedule. To, I wanted to commend you on that. Uh, some people make these these uh, websites up. They're not real user-friendly, and your uh, the forecastle of all of it is real accessible and real user-friendly. So thank you. Kudos. Thank you. Kudos we, really, on it. we really strive for that. Well, there's we really a lot of try to make it I, I don't hate make to make sense for people. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Holly, but there are a lot of less than intel, less than intelligent folks in the world we live in. So you got <laughs> you can spell things out. It makes it easier for everybody. So definitely. A, a couple quick questions here and then I'll let you get back to to your day. Uh, first of all, are you UK or are you a Vell person? I'm a UK fan. I'm a graduate. Nice. I, you know, I thought that's. I thought that's what what, what it was. So I was just. I am to... in a house divided though because JK <laughs> is a U of L fan. So, oh well. Uh, between the two of us, captain and first mate, it's kind of <laughs> sometimes during basketball season. Not so much during football, but but I always have hope. Ah, there you go. So and um, so are you big? Are you big horse racing fan? Are you? You guys? You know, like... we we went to the Derby and the Oaks this year. Uh, which was, was the first time I've ever done both, and we had a blast. I, I definitely do not fancy myself a handicapper in any way. <laughs> I fancy myself a mint julep drinker, and, and that's, that's fashion, where I draw the line. And, well, you probably have a little bit of fashion sense, too, I imagine. I'm, I'm sure you I'm I, sure, I do. I try to bring out a little hat and, uh, yeah, you know, right. coordinate you're not, you're, and all that. <laughs> you're not rolling out there with some, some garbage, I know. So, uh, <laughs> But I, I saw you guys uh, saw you guys at DECA the other night. It was kind of weird because we had arranged this, and then I ran into you, which was nice, it's nice to finally meet you in person. Definitely. Um, and always I, a treat to put a face with a name. <laughs> right, exactly. So, uh, and but I wanted to ask you uh, what your what's your thoughts on Decca? You like that place? Oh yeah, we we well we were it was so hot. Um, yeah, that no, night I, it was so, it was so steamy, like you could just feel the air just touching your skin, and it was so unpleasant. So we were like Decca basement bar. This is the place to go because <laughs> it's going to be cool, and uh, and it and it's great. There's always great drinks there, but of course. You know, I mean, it's been so fun in the last couple of years to watch uh, downtown Louisville, Nulu area, and all that just explode. Yes, yeah, um, because is. it's now like there's almost too many choices of things to do and places to go, which I'm excited to uh, show off to all the people that come in for forecast. Oh, it's great! It's, it's always great. changing. It's great. If you had to put a, a percentage on it, uh, it, just a rough percentage of what you think are out of towners that come in for the festival. It is. It's somewhere between. More about 75, 70, 75% that come in from out of town. More, so there's 75% are out of towners. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. That's cool. But, you know, when you're looking at, when you're looking at, 
how much the festival has grown right. in the last few years. A lot of the the local fan base has grown too, but a lot of where we where we've experienced growth is people coming in from everywhere. Last year, we had um, people come from forty eight states, over eighteen hundred cities, and eleven countries. So, and we see that number go up every year. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Well, on a lighter note, real quick here, then I'll let you get it back. Uh, so, I saw you at Tech, and you guys were having some sp- spirits. Or what is uh, what is Holly? Weiler's drink of choice, if you had to choose. Old-fashioned. Old Four f- Roses Old-fashioned. Whoa, I love it. I love I love <laughs> right, right off the cuff. Perfect. Sounds good. No no question about <laughs> wow, it. Wow, I love it. I go to. Oh, love it. Four Roses Small Batch. It's got to be the small batch. Old-fashioned over a Manhattan for sure, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll drink a Manhattan every once in a while, but the old fashioned is my thing. I love it. I love it. So, well, you mix yourself one of those up when you get done on Sunday after all the festivities are done. So, uh, I certainly will <laughs> take a visit to the bourbon lounge. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, this weekend, kids, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if you don't already have your tickets, you can go down there. You can, it's such a big uh, venue that you can get tickets any of those days, as far as I know, right? Definitely. So, I will caution if you want to go VIP. We only have a handful of VIP tickets left for Friday and Sunday only. Saturday and weekend VIP passes are sold out. Um, We still have GA passes, and we do anticipate that there will be some available on site. That being said, if you know you want to come, the weather is looking fabulous. Get on I recommend it. you buy them now. Get on get it. Get them on Ticketmaster. You can print them at home. Um, and because that's going to be – you're going to get the best deal that way because the prices will go up uh, day of show. So save yourself a couple bucks. There you go. Buy them now. All <laughs> right. Holly, listen, I know you got lots to get to this week, but uh, do me a favor. Try to enjoy yourself a little bit in between all the madness. I, I always do. You know, the <laughs> – the joy is in the works. So, All right. Well, uh, well thanks for we'll taking a few minutes. There. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us, okay? Enjoy the Anytime, rest of your evening. Nathan. All right. All right, Holly. We'll see you soon. Thanks. All right. We'll see you. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to have uh, Michelle Cardboard Lesko, Cardboard Shell Lesko on the line with us on the flip side of this break on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Big nasty show. Welcome back to the Monday program here on the Big Nasty Show. Hanging out with Mr. Douglas Wolverton in the booth. Douglas, you uh, enjoying all this weather? You like? Are you a hot oh, weather guy? Or you, I love warm weather. You, I, I tell you, I don't mind it. Either. it. It gets a little sticky sometimes when it's real hot. And that makes me. And then I can't sleep. If I can't sleep, then I get a little feisty. Well, I, I think I'm with you on that as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, got to have some sleep. So um, I wanted to thank uh, Holly Weiler for coming on the program with me just in the first segment. There, she was going to talk to me. That busy weekend they got down there, Douglas. They got some serious acts coming into town. That Outcasts, right, yeah. you got backs in town. The replacements. It's going to be great fun this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure I can stand the whole time though. I'm a little old. To be standing on my feet. You're not a spring chicken. <laughs> I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but uh, I do have a spring chicken on the line with me uh, in the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. If uh, it's three eight four fourteen fifty, I'm going to bring in Michelle Cardboard Shell Lesko again. She's been on the program uh, just a few weeks ago before the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I was uh, I was surfing the interwebs yesterday and I came across some video um, of you n- nailing nailing some kind of burger at this place that you did it in like four minutes. Now, was that a recent thing or was this, I wasn't sure what. Uh, no, that was, that was a while back. I was just feeling a little nostalgic. Uh, I might be moving from Tucson soon. So that was one of the first burger challenges I did out here. 
Um, and that was an attempt to improve on my time, which I think I did in that one. Four minutes. I was. I I watched a little bit of it and watched you sort of pulling the. There's always a technique involved there, which is kind of which is intriguing to me that that you sort of like pull the bun off and eat the burger and then the bun and and uh, uh, I guess every food's got its own different technique. Yeah, and you just kind of go at it. If you haven't tried it before, you just approach it in a way that uh, you you adjust your technique as you go through. For for the burger, I tend to just go. I guess animal on it <laughs> and rip it apart and start tearing at it with wow, my hands that's... and just trying to get it down as fast as possible. Wow. So, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, it, what are you, about 100 pounds? I'm not, I'm not you, sure it, if it's technique as much as it's carnage. What are, so, and what are you, about 100 pounds? <laughs> I'm like 115. Oh, so you, you're jockey weight. You're like horse horse riding. Horse racing is real big in these, part, these parts, this neck of the woods. But... Uh, 115 pounds, Douglas. This girl puts away more food than both of us combined. She's a professional. She's a prof- she is a professional. So uh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about tell me a little bit about uh, Nathan's this weekend. I know you were competing or last weekend. I guess it's almost two weekends now, isn't it? I lose track yeah, of time. Yeah, it was on the Fourth of July, yeah, so it was about ten days ago, um, and it was great. It was my fourth time doing the Nathan's contest. Uh, it's always fun to fly up there to New York and spend time with the other eaters and. Uh, kind of the worst part of it is is buckling down and focusing on those hot dogs because it's a stressful contest. Everyone wants to do their best. No one wants to go down in numbers. And and this year, uh, I this year I beat Juliet Lee for the first time. Um, she beat me the, the previous years, but I still managed to come in third place because Mickey Sudo jumped up to first. So we we gotta get you. We gotta get you off this third place hump. I know, like and I almost did this year. I missed it by three I know, I, fourths of a hot dog. I I was uh, I was watching. I was watching. I was <laughs> I was pulling. I was pulling for you. And and Matt Stoney is actually Matt Matt Stoney. I met him, and I also met um, I met uh, Patrick Bertoletti a few times. And Matt, uh, I was pulling for him too, because uh, I'm always pulling slightly for the underdog, regardless. That's that's kind of my mo. I sort of always do that. But, uh, yeah, it, and I do too. I always pulled for Pat. Um, this year I was cheering for Stoney at first, but part of me still kind of wanted Joey to win it. So next year Stoney, next year Stoney can have my full support. But this year I was kind of pulling for Joey still. I think <laughs> I got a funny my cheering about midway through. I got a funny. That's a, he's he's another one, man. I I interviewed him after the pancake contest out here, and I'm telling you, he's he's probably uh, I don't know five five two. I don't. I, he's a, just a little guy for for those of you I that don't. I think he's five eight. He's five eight. He's a little taller than me. Oh, is um, But don't, yeah, he's, but he's I said little. Five, I, guess, and... I guess I went a little low there on the five two. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but, but he's he's not a big he's not a big man is the main point. He's he's not uh, no, certainly no, big not in stature, but I mean I don't know where he puts it. He does that little. Do you do the little jump thing where you kind of pack it down as you uh, jump? Sometimes it never really feels like it's helping me, so maybe I'm doing it wrong, but. <laughs> But yeah, Matt's a, Matt's a force to be reckoned with. He trains really hard, um, and he's got Joey beat in a lot of different disciplines. So I guess that's part of the reason why I'm still cheering for Joey this year because Matt's so, not so much an underdog anymore. He's he's uh, taking names left and right. You so. think he's you, you? Yeah, you can't say the full part of that on on the. Uh... On the air, but uh, he's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, he's definitely doing that. And I, I've, um, he, he's. Do you think he's going to be number one across the board before long since he's so young? He, 
I'm sure will be. Um, well, it'll, it'll depend on whether... I, I don't know if it'll be while Joey's still around or after Joey retires, but I think Sony's definitely in the running for number one at some point in his life. Joey just owns hot dogs. Joey owns hot dogs. Joey owns a lot of different disciplines, so we'll see what happens this year in some of the others, but... But Stoney's definitely taken a lot of them. He's he's taken a bunch of titles this year. So, well, we didn't get a lot. We were on last. You were on the show a couple weeks back before, and uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I and I kind of it was not my fault. We had another another program we had to get to, um, but we didn't get a chance to get into the clean water that you're doing real thoroughly. And I wanted to touch base with that this week uh, because I didn't get a chance to do it last week. So. Um, Fill them in. Fill the people that listen in, in on what you're doing with clean water so I don't sound like an idiot trying to explain what you're doing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I always try to do fundraisers along with my with my competitive eating goals just because for me, like, I don't know if you've ever tried to sit down at a table with 40 hot dogs in front of you during a practice run, but I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> I've never done it, but I would, I would give it a shot. You should try it. Have an EMT present, though, because they're dangerous. Uh, but if you're, if I know you're that's, at home. I, yeah, I, I sometimes, yeah. if I haven't eaten for a few hours, I need to call an EMT to come to my house and watch me eat because I'm, <laughs> I usually wolf it down so fast I could kill myself that way. So, but I don't know. <laughs> exactly. No, I have not. So, um, but yeah. So, so I've always, uh, I always practice before contests. But the, when you practice at home with the food, you don't have that same. People are pushing me, so I have to be competitive and try to win. It's just awful. You get one minute in, you're like, "Why am I doing this? This is a stupid thing." Stupid yeah, thing how I've do you? Done. Yeah, how do you motivate? That's that's a great point because I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. think about that. You know, how do you motivate yourself to, to prepare? I mean, that's got to be. I mean, everyone has their own motivations, and for me, that's always been uh, helping people. So I tied it into a fundraiser my first year, and just kind of rolled with that every year since. So uh, one of my one of my issue areas that I care about a lot is the global water crisis. And part of the reason that it ties so well with competitive eating is because I, I sit there, I'm fully aware of how ridiculous it is that I have enough clean water to dunk hot dog buns in for fun, and yeah. some people around the world do not have water at all. Like, they don't have, they're, they're walking for five miles to get dirty, contaminated water that makes everyone sick. Isn't that they're ridiculous? Doing it on a daily basis. So, so I know how fortunate I am, so I tend to tie my uh, competitive eating goals to a fundraiser to raise money for that cause. Um, so right now I actually have a campaign open that's a little bit different because over the three years that I've been uh, competitively eating, we've raised, uh, I think, around $8,700 total for different causes. And so right now I'm doing a fundraiser as a as a thank you and as a kind of final push because I really want to hit that ten thousand dollar mark that um, like that that benchmark where as a as a group me and the people who have supported me um, have come together and helped causes worth ten thousand um, dollars. Oh, that's great! That's great. Yeah. So so the charity right now it's my slash special thanks, but it's special dash thanks. It's not you. an easy one to say online. Do it, <laughs> but, well, give it to me again but, because give it to us to, to us again just so so we because that yeah it's it's a, it's a bit of a tongue twister but yeah so my dot charitywater dot org slash special dash thanks and basically that one if we hit the ten thousand dollar benchmark which is really only raising about twelve hundred more dollars 
Um, then I'm going to uh, do a raffle, um, include everyone's names who has donated in the past. Uh, for every $10 someone has donated over the course of the four years, they get one raffle entry. And I'm just going to give a, away a bunch of autographed uh, Nathan swag and competitive eating swag and some uh, charity water stuff, too. That's great. So giving what? back to the people who donated and supported through the whole time with some fun prizes. Well, and most importantly, some people that need it more than what, what you can ever imagine get good, clean water. And that's that's really exactly. what it's all about. So that's great. Exactly. I, 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 I wish I had I, – I, I'm on the radio, so I don't make any money. If I had money, if, if, <laughs> I, if, I, if I did something else, uh, I, would, I, would, I would give back if I was someone in the celebrity or anything like that where I could. But, uh, you know. But that's a, that's an excellent thing that you're doing, and I, you know, kudos to you for that. Um, Thank you. Can we can we get you to throw a link on that to your Facebook page? I can so do that for you. I, I tell you what, you copy and paste me the link, and, I'm, and then I'll forward it. Awesome. You can do that, right? <laughs> yes, definitely. So, okay, Michelle, I got some serious questions now for you. Uh, first of all, you yes. said you were moving. Is, is it uh, you've officially moving out of Arizona? Uh, not officially yet. I I have a potential job out of state in Utah so I might be moving up there okay because that, that was my next question because I was gonna I was gonna ask you what do you want to be when you grow up Michelle <laughs> <laughs> well right now I'm a certified math teacher so if I don't move I'll be teaching high school math this year but if I do move I'll be working at a university in their service programs so uh, coordinating a bunch of the volunteers and stuff that they do math I was I was horrible in math that's impressive too hey, hey there are some great online resources to help you with math. So, well, if I don't you really de- feel I, the need to learn trigonometry. I'll, I'll help. You, I'll hook you up. All I know is that my <laughs> all trig. No, my what I know about math is that my expenses are more than my income. That's what I, that's that's what I know about math. So I got to figure out a way to get that scale righted. So uh, a couple fun questions, and then I've got a we've we've got a little league baseball again. They're they're running all over the place, so we're covering them. So I got to get out of here awesome. in a minute. So. Uh, First of all, did you guys throw down like big time at Nathan's the party? Did you guys party up on the the, the, the all the you eaters? You know what? It's that that is one of the ones where we party it up. Uh, it's it's the biggest event, and there's a ton of people who come out. There were 19 guys and 13 girls, and we don't get to see each other a lot. But yeah. we're a big, happy, dysfunctional family. So every time we see each other, we want to hang out. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, so yeah, okay, so let me ask you this: definite after party. On that note. If you walk into a bar and someone's buying you a drink, whatever you want, what's uh, Cardboard Shell's drink of choice? Yeah, it depends on my mood. Sometimes it's a Michelada. Oh, And wow. sometimes it's a vodka Red Bull. <laughs> Ooh, you got to stay away from that Red Bull. That stuff's not good for you. Even, yeah, even though, even here, it, it's delicious. I'm telling a competitive eater that something's not good for her. That's kind of funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So, uh, uh, so, and real quick before we go, uh, what's your favorite Michael Jackson song? Oh, I have no idea. I'm putting you on I the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. No, I have no idea. We'll stick with the cocktail. So, Michelle, thanks for uh, thanks for taking a few minutes of your day to come on with me again, and uh, and good luck with all that you do. What's next for you? Uh, next is Hooters. It's coming up on the 22nd of July in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Sounds good. Good luck to you there, and good luck to you on everything else you uh, embark on there, okay, dear? Thank you. I right. appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All, All right, right we, got, we got to go get some Little League Baseball District 5 championship coming up with Matt Dennison.